from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. But you know what? Basketball can wait because there's a championship game on Saturday between the Tar Heels and the Clemson Tigers. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, former quarterback for North Carolina, quarterback of the Tar Heels squad. That was last time in the ACC championship game, 2015 Coastal Winners, Marquise Williams. Marquise, man, what's up? We haven't talked in a while. What's going on, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. It's good to catch up. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, you have to look at comparables, right? So we talk about your squad. They got to the ACC championship game in 2015. We see this squad that's getting to the ACC championship game. And I'm thinking to myself, where would Marquise have put Josh Downs in that wide receiver group? Like, all right, you had some dudes to throw to, but Josh Downs is a dude. So I'm curious where you would, where you would put him. Hey, man, I'm never going to take nothing away from the guys I play with. He would definitely be in the top five, but I'm always right for my guys, <laughs> as I should, you know. As you should. As you should. Ronald Smith, Matt Collins, Quinshot Davis, you know, uh, Bug Howard, the names goes on. But I'm going to have to ride with my guys. But Josh Downs is one of a kind. He's definitely top five ever at UNC. Marquise Williams joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. It's Carolina and Clemson again on Saturday night in the ACC championship game. And what do you, now that you look back at it, I and mean, maybe the onside kick is the answer, Marquise, but when you look back at that game in, in 2015 in Charlotte, what, what still stands out to you? I think how poorly I played in the first half. Honestly, um, I've lived with so much, like, just like, hate in my heart from the way I started that game. Um, If I knew, if I played like I played against Duke, that game wouldn't have been close. And that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. If I did with this same, had the same performance I had against Duke, Clemson would have not even, it wouldn't have came down to an onside kick. So I just take back and I'm honestly, man, to this day, that's probably the only game I still haven't watched fully because I know how bad I played. But man, if there's anything, I wish I can go back and, start like the second half mm-hmm. like I did better than the first half because on second second half I was on fire first half I was I don't I don't know what was up with me man so if anything I wish I could go back and restart the first half and do it like I perform against like against Duke are you being hard on yourself right now I am man. I'm always hard on myself. Like it's 21 16 at a half I got the yeah. box score in front of me because as you're saying three that, touchdowns you know, one interception it's not like it was like a turnover bonanza or something like that this is important for the audience because as Marquise was talking yeah. about man I was I was bad in the first half Julio's looking at the boss score and he's making a face like what, what? are you talking about wait what <laughs> no I mean I, I don't want to be that guy right now Marquise I won't bring up the South Carolina game from the same building like <laughs> okay uh, that was bad like this though this is good these are good man, things. That's, that's just being hard on yourself. That's how I always been, man. So. Okay. That's <laughs> fair. I mean, speaking, oh, speaking of that South Carolina game, we talked to uh, TJ Thorpe, uh, your yeah. former teammate. Uh, he wasn't on that 15 squad. He had transferred at that right. point, but obviously he kept up with you guys. And he, he claims that he texted you after that South Carolina, that, that South Carolina game and said, dude, run. You, you yeah. go to the end zone. You do that's that. It. Is that what he, he said? He did. <laughs> of course. Um, like me and TJ still talk. It's funny. Uh, we always like messaging every day. Um, he just had a son. So congrats to him again. But man, yeah, that's my guy. And that's what he told me. He said, you did not play the game. I've known you for 10 plus years, that game. 
And he's like, you bet that, please don't, just don't let that happen no more. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just got in my head trying to prove, like, you know, scouts, um, something that wasn't me, you know, trying to just throw into tight coverage and doing things that I've never done playing the game of football. And he said, man, just go out and play your game. And once, you know, I hear that from my guy who's, who transferred, it was, it was heartbreaking for me that he transferred, but for him to say that to me, it was, all right, it was, it was go get it. It was go get it. So if you notice, I just started stepping up and I started running more in the red zone. (laughs) It worked. It worked. Tar Hill. Great. Marquise Williams joining us here on the OG on the Heaster automotive group hotline. And you look at a lot, a lot of the numbers and and attention that Drake may got this season, Marquise. And and Mm -hmm. what did you think Drake did best to really get that into that Heisman conversation as a, as a first time starter? Well, man, if you look at him, he managed the game really well. Um, like Dabo say, it was it was pretty pretty like good to hear how Dabo said like he's accurate. He's the smartest guy on the football field, but he's also the probably the most athletic football guy on the field. I mean, he was sneaky athletic. He led the league in rushing. I mean, led the team in rushing mm-hmm. this year. And it may it, it doesn't sound good, but I also did it one year too. So and it put us in a situation to play for this game. And sometimes it comes down to that. You might that it, quarterback might be the leading rusher, but man, he managed the game really well. Um, he always kept his composure, and he just he he just it was never too high for him. If you throw a touchdown, you know you never seen him get all rowdy. He just stayed calm, yeah. cool, and collective out the year, man. And he's one of a kind. I watched him back in Myers Park, and a lot of people just you know a lot of people kept telling me, but I didn't think Drake was going to do this. I think I knew new quarterbacks before there was going to be anything. I watched Sam play in high school. And it was like, yeah, this guy's going to go crazy <laughs> in Carolina. And then Drake, I was like, yeah, Drake is going to be the next man up. And look at Drake now, man. He's he's done a like a tremendous job at UNC, man. I'm happy for him. ACC Player of the Year, um, Rookie of the Year. He's he's done things that a lot of people you would never thought that he would have done. Marquise Williams joining us, former quarterback, North Carolina, part of that 2015 squad, wins the Coastal, uh, plays Clemson. He's joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. It's funny, you're, you're talking about Drake May running, and I'm thinking about Sam Howell, as you just talked about last year. He reminded me of you in a lot of ways, where it's like, well, somebody's got to run this damn ball, and he could take hits. Like, he took hits. And, yes. I was th- and I was thinking to myself, like, as a fan or as somebody watching the game, I know what you guys are capable of, and I'm like, go do it. It's exciting to watch. But I go, right. I got to imagine that in the quarterback room when you're with the coaches and they're yes. breaking down the film and they're like, would you stop it? Yeah. Would you stop <laughs> it? Because you're going to get hit wrong one day. Go out of bounds already. Yeah. How, many, how many times did you have that conversation with Fedora? A, a lot. Uh, it actually came from Coach Latrell. He's okay. like, um, do, you, do, you not just, do you not learn know how to slide? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Honestly, coach, I really didn't know how to slide at the time in the back of my mind. It just, I wanted to feel the contact. And I think they noticed that uh, along the season that I, and able to me to get going, I have to get hit. So if you notice when we, when I played, there was early quarterback runs called for me to shake it off and get, get it going. You know, just quarterback power, QB power, 37, let's go get it. Get your, if you get, if I get touched hard, something, I'm ready to go. So, I mean, it was a lot of that in the rooms, and I know Drake got one when he tried to jump over a guy and almost hurt himself. And yeah. The whole country, well, the whole UNC fan base is like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think I, I think Dad might have gotten mad because it's like, hey, 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 that's where the future maze are. All right? That's Careful. 
Charlotte is a Carolina town. You expect to see more blue than orange Saturday night, Marquise? No, sir. Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry to say this. No, sir. I mean, really? I, I, got, I got to say this, man. Um, when we played them in 15, it was 70-30, 70 or 80-20. Yeah. I, I'm, I, hate this, I hate to say it, and I, I don't like saying the hate word, but there will not be more blue than orange. Okay. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion, man. There's I a little fatigue, they, though. There is a little Clemson fatigue. Now, they're not, you know, they're not running hot for the playoff here either. Hey, but they travel. Regardless okay. of that fan travels for football. Yeah. Respect. Mean, yep. Every time I'm coming back from home, it's like the highway's orange. Orange or red. Orange or red. <laughs> so, man, that, that, that school's going to travel. And that's just my opinion. I hope there's a lot of UNC people there. But – I just got to be honest. Every time, you know, it's like fans. If we lose to someone, they don't want to show. Well, I don't want to go because they're going to lose to Clemson because we lost to Georgia Tech. Then we lose to State. So that's just how it is. You know how it is. It's just school, just some fan base. They're not going to want to show. Well, I can just watch it on TV. So, yeah. <laughs> Marquise Williams, former quarterback, North Carolina here on the OG. All right, we'll close on this. I, I promised you Kane's questions here. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, how uh, this past November – they go two weeks without a win. They're getting points. Obviously, they got this two-game winning streak playing St. Louis tonight. I mean, we we overreacting to some of these losses? Is it, you know, get kind of figuring things out right now at the right time? Hey, I told – I was um, – same thing I said about basketball. I heard someone talking about how good the Boston Celtics are. Um, nobody's going to win. We can't win the Stanley Cup in November or December. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's early for us. I mean, we cannot win the Stanley Cup right now in this month. So, yes, it's early. We're still figuring out. Things are going to get going. We, You know, we got a young squad, and I'm pretty excited, man. And I haven't haven't got to watch too much of hockey yet because yeah. it's football season. But as soon as college football playoffs go over, I'm, I'm locked into the Kings. Um, like I said, I'm still watching games. Don't get me of wrong. Course. I'm still watching games. Amen. But I haven't been really locked in like I normally would. But I actually am going to the game on the 18th. So oh, okay, cool. It's going to get it going. I'm going to get it going. So Very yes. cool. Look, man, I get it. There's only so much mental bandwidth trying to keep up with all the things going on. we got the World Cup going on. There's hockey. Yes, there's, there's all yeah. sorts of stuff going on. Yes, Marquise, greatest time. Yes, great sir. to catch up with you, man. Uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll talk to you later. Hey, I appreciate y'all, man. I hope you have a great day. All right. Marquise Williams, quarterback, North Carolina here on the OG. If you could clip that part about the fans. <laughs> might have a future use for that. Just saying. No reason. <sighs> In case but you this, got this is where Nada gets it from, though. He says to me, like, you can't say it, but Marquise can say it. He's all time yeah. great. And honestly, it's it's honestly it's, it's the reason why state fans have problems with us sometimes because we say the the quiet parts out loud from time to time. Uh, in case you got no plans next Wednesday, uh, we got something for you to do to Deepak. Text music to nine one nine eight six zero five three two six. You can have a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see the Almond Family Revival Wednesday, December 7th. That's next week. 8605, or text the keyword music to 919 8605326. Speaking of the Tar Heels, they lose to Indiana last night in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. There's some, uh, there's some worry. Or should there be? Plus, Duke got the win against, Indi- uh, against Ohio State last night. Is that the whole Duke? We'll discuss next. Big thanks to Marquise Williams for joining us, former North Carolina quarterback. Our coverage of the ACC championship game in Charlotte, where we will be 
at the Fan Fest tomorrow. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. So come on by, say hey. We'll also be there Saturday from 10 until 2. We got Culture State from 10 to noon, and then we'll be out there from noon until 2. It's built by Mungo Homes. Uh, Marcus is great, man. Always, always fun to catch up with him. If you missed that conversation, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast or catch it on YouTube. Uh, just uh, look us up, 99.9 The Fan, and you can see Gilio's face uh, when Marquise Williams said, yeah, it wasn't so great in the first half of that game. Oh, and what he said about who's going to show for the game, too. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know. You were very excited about that. Very excited about that. Uh, from football to basketball, ACC Big Ten Challenge is no more after last night. Uh, thanks to changes in television contracts, Fox is now the home of the Big Ten, including for basketball. So ESPN has no reason to have an ACC Big Ten Challenge anymore. It's going to turn into the ACC-SEC Challenge. Uh, thanks to Notre Dame, ACC gets it done. Carolina lost last night. Jillio and I started the show uh, discussing that. If you missed that conversation, it'll be available on YouTube as well. And I'm I'm very much of the opinion that it's okay to recontextualize last season for the Tar Heels. I think it's okay to wonder out loud if the expectations for this particular group were too much. Um, that not every Carolina squad is you know one of these continuations that goes on to championship years. It's not. 15, 16, 16, 17. It's not go get the mission done in 09 or even to a certain extent 05. I'm not saying that this team is bad, that they can't get it right, but there's a lot of yellow flags that I think are turning into red flags for the Tar Heels, Julio. And the biggest one to me, it's not Armando Baycott's health. I think that'll resolve itself over time. It's when is Caleb Love going to get back into running the offense the way we saw him doing it last year? That's the biggest problem right now. That's the consistency. Travel, XYZ, like... Like Hubert Davis brought this up last night in the postgame press conference that coming off the Phil Knight Invitational where they had a four-overtime loss to Alabama and then going from Portland back home and to Indiana for this game, you could call it a scheduled loss, but he's not he's not going to chalk that up. We lost tonight because Indiana was better. Plain and simple period of the end. Now, I do think um, it, it, it didn't factor into the outcome of the game, but it is a factor. I mean, we've been gone for over a week. We, five and a half hour trip out to Portland. Um, not only going out there, we had a 10 a.m. game. We had different practices, different games. Um, to, to put ourselves in a position to compete tonight, we didn't go back to Chapel Hill. We, we flew right here and our guys start exams on Friday. We got Friday, Saturday, and Monday. And so um, there's a lot going on, but the reason you know why we lost tonight because it was Indiana was better than us. It had nothing to do with the travel and the things that um, that our guys, the responsibilities that they have on the court and in the classroom. That's Hubert Davis, head coach North Carolina, after the loss last night to Indiana. You're not you're not in freakout mode, are you? I'm not in freakout. I also 100% chalk up the loss to that's a lot. You're asking too much. Uh, and, and I know they didn't come back to Chapel Hill, but it, you're still asking too much. And particularly when Baycott's not healthy, 
you know, Trace Jackson Davis last mm-hmm. night was really good for Indiana. So, yes, I agree with Hubert on the front that Indiana won the basketball game and was able to be dominant and play the way that they wanted to play physically. Uh, shout out to Xavier Johnson. Remember when he was at Pitt like a hundred years ago? I know. I, when I heard that name, I'm like, that's, yeah, I hey, know. Is him. that another? I've seen him. seen him. Oh, that's right. That's him. Yes, it's him. Yes. So once upon a time, one of the cornerstones of Jeff Capel's rebuild at, at Pitt didn't work out that way. So it's kind of fun to watch college basketball a little bit that way this year, and wondering where guys came from and where they're going to end up. But no, I, I'm not concerned at all about Carolina. Duke was in this exact spot last year, mm-hmm. dominated in Hawaii, come back. Worn out. They go play Ohio State, and they lose at Ohio State. They ran into a hornet's nest. It's funny you mention uh, Xavier Johnson, right? Um, you know, he, he's the ACC equivalent of going to the Big Ten team and finding themselves in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. We got Pete Nance for, yes. for Carolina. He's a Northwestern guy. He, a transfer portal ends up at North Carolina. He's there in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Duke had two guys. Uh, you had the Illinois transfer. Mm-hmm. And, Grandison, then had, yep. and then you have uh, what Ryan Young, who also from Northwestern. And they're taking on Ohio State. There's this weird familiarity. And, like, there's probably a deeper conversation about the state of college basketball right now in relation to those types of things. But to to transition over to Duke, I don't know what this Duke team is capable of other than, like, two things based on what I saw last night going to Cameron Indoor Stadium. They're, once again, bigger than everybody else. Like, they're just physically bigger than everybody else and that's gonna and that's gonna lead to the whole defensive first mentality that John Shire seems to want with this particular group but that's the other part of this we haven't really seen this group together as they're trying to get healthier and even John Shire mentioned it last night so I'm not I'm not ready to judge the fact that they lost their two ranked games ahead of this one last night against Ohio State I think really what last night showed you and what John Shire was excited about was all right I, I got my guys let's see if they can stay healthy and we'll go from there. Yeah, they're not there yet because you figured going into the year, the number two and number three recruits, Tariq Whitehead and Derek Lively, were going to be the ones who drove the bus for mm-hmm. this team. Ultimately, I think Whitehead will, but as John Shire said after last night's game, he missed three months. Yep. That's a lot. Uh, and it's a lot to ask for all those parts to kind of come together. You look at the the depth that John Shire is using, though. That That's what's interesting to me. Using more bodies than Mike Krzyzewski liked to use there at the end of his run. So... I think Duke can certainly ham and egg this thing, and I don't expect them to not be, say, a number three or number four seed in the NCAA tournament. But I'm also, right now, I don't look at them and I'm not overwhelmed with their NBA ability. And Whitehead and Lively are supposed to be those guys, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll see more out of them. But right now, I look at them and I go, okay, they're, they are well coached. I like the, I like the, the depth that they have. They, have. they got depth. But man. I don't look at them and go, this is a, this is a, a fire breather. They're not all fire breathers, man. I know. That's, that, and, I that's know. and I know that Duke gets but that's judged. that's the standard of Duke. I know. I know. That gets, that's that's how things get judged at Duke, and, and that, I guess that's a frustration when we talk about Duke sometimes, at least from my perspective, is like they're not all fire breathers, man, but that doesn't mean they can't compete. That doesn't mean that – now, we're sitting here obsessing over Duke and Carolina. I mean, based on what I've seen so far after a month of basketball, Virginia's going to win the regular season. Yes. <laughs> So, that ticket has already been purchased. We're calling that now. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, ESPN. She covers the Steelers. You catch her on Get Up with Mike Greenberg on ESPN as well. And uh, with uh, this just in with Max Kellerman. 
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. As well, she's all over the place. Brooke Pryor is all over the place. Brooke, what up? Oh, not much. I am all over the place. I just finished packing uh, for three different climates in like three days. Because not only will I do get up tomorrow morning, go into the ACC championship on Saturday, and then I will go to Atlanta for Steelers Falcons on Sunday. And then I'll fly back to Pittsburgh on Monday. For those who don't know, Brooke is, is a Carolina grad. Jillio uh, and I have known Brooke since she was at the Daily Tar Heel back in the day, and you're going to be at the ACC championship game, and, and Jillio and I being the state guys that we are, and I texted this to you, so I'm not saying anything here that I haven't said to you. Brooke is a classic case of somebody who wants it all, Joe. She is. We've she talked about this on this program. She wants it all. Yep. So this Carolina-Clemson game is not coming down to a controversial onside kick, is it? Like God, the last one. Not. Like the last I one we saw. Guys, my soul and spirit is so beaten down after the last like four UNC sporting events that Brooke, I have don't, watched don't. and emotionally invested myself in. See, I know that you don't. guys have lived through years of this, um, but I'm a winner and I'm not used to this. And so it's been really hard to manage. I just, I just want you to feel for me. I know, I know you don't, I know no one listening will. Yeah. Um, but I, lost, I just want you to know where I am mentally. They lost. They lost three basketball games in a row, Julia. Three meaningless basketball it's games in November. It's oh crazy. My gosh. This is what. How is this, could you stand it? Is this Tar Heel stuff? I mean, there's NC State stuff. Is it the mm. equivalent of Tar Heel stuff, Brooke? This this feels like I'm watching the 2000. What was it? The 2011 basketball season all over again when oh, they went geez. to the NIT. I mean, yeah. no, just kidding. It's not that was two. That, that was 2010 when, uh, 2010. when Duke won it the championship and you were in the NIT. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're correct. You know what though? It doesn't matter. It does not matter what's happening in November and December. It matters what happens in February and March. Correct. And I know that in my brain, but my heart can't mm-hmm. take it when you couple the losses with the football losses those just just combination just really just beat me down for a little bit um and also look i got i gotta be honest i've been to one unc game in person this year uh it was the notre dame game my track record is not great when i actually pay attention to a game it ends poorly for me and I'm afraid that, like, I, I feel in my heart of hearts that I'm jinxing my alma mater by even attempting to be there on Saturday night. No, they're gonna they're gonna pay you back. So that's how it works for the heels. I, Something I mean, good can, can happen. Hope. It will. It will. It'll happen. We can hope, but I'm I you know I'm a realist. Brooke Pryor, ESPN covers the Steelers. Watch her on Get Up with Mike Greenberg tomorrow in New York on ESPN. All right, to the NFL, where uh, we are. <sighs> Are we selling on the Buffalo Bills now? I mean, have we have we kind of shifted away because people are worried that we're like reverting back to the the, the turnover prone Josh Allen and it's back to all things Patrick Mahomes. I, I get the sense that uh, the, the Bills love has faded over time because there's some big questions about Josh Allen at QB. There, you know, I think that with Josh Allen at quarterback in the long run, no, I'm not concerned about him. And yes, he is 
a little turnover prone and that's even more glaring to me it's less about Josh Allen being turnover prone and more about the fact that he doesn't have the defensive support at least that we have seen I I need to see it to believe it with Von Miller being out like that to me is a huge huge problem because they went out and got this guy to win a Super Bowl like you go get this guy so that you don't lose to to Kansas City in the playoffs so that maybe you can get home field advantage Um, I think that Josh Allen is a guy that he's going to take risks. He's going to make some bad decisions, which is frustrating to watch. But it's like, okay, you know what? He's going to do that. But on the other side, he's going to make some really great plays, some plays that really nobody else can make. And we'll have our defense pick us up when that happens. But now you can't really count on the defense to pick them up. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe I I need to see it to believe it. We'll find out tonight. Um, But, gosh, I'm I'm not selling on the bills, but I'm like, you know, I'm I'm sniffing around the market. I I'm like, you know, checking with a mortgage lender to see what my credit right. is. Might might get my money down for you know, not a deposit. That's what would happen if I buy. I rent, so I don't entirely know the whole process. But I'm I'm considering making a listing on Zillow. Fair enough. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, joining us here on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, let let's get to your team, Brooke Pryor. Let's get to them Steelers because. We finally found the person that Matt Canada can outfox. You just have to go against the coach who's never coached before. Doesn't understand. You, you just got to go get somebody apparently. who doesn't know how to call timeouts. And well, yeah. for the first half anyway. <laughs> I look. I, I, you guys. I, I know, Julio. I know that you're a hater. Yeah. And you've 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 lived a lot to justify you being a hater. <laughs> yes. Um, but like this offense is is not that bad in stretches. In stretches, oh. I need I need to see them put together a first and a second half. Um, but you know what? I like Kenny Pickett. I think that Matt Canada is putting them in better positions. I still think that some of the play calling is a little bit uh, predictable in the second half. Uh, when two weeks in a row you have guys in the third quarter for the other team saying like it's the same plays, that's a problem. Um, I mean, obviously there's going to be some repeats, but maybe like hit shuffle or something. Um, I, you know, I, but you know what? I, I do think that maybe this is just a product of like shocker. The quarterback gets more time with his receivers. The run game gets, you know, I I think the way that they were able to play behind the O-line with Najee being out was really impressive. Um, I think that that was a good win against the Colts, even though they nearly gave it all away in the third quarter. And it was incredibly frustrating to watch for the second week in a row. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, she covers the Steelers. Catch her on Get Up also with. Uh, this just in with Max Kellerman on ESPN on Friday. Um, I I feel like this is a story that combines a lot of things that that you you remember from your time here and with us and everything else. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start this conversation with a question about you. How many people? How many coworkers would show up to your birthday party? You guys have no idea how excited I was for this question. I was like, if you don't ask me, I'm gonna be so mad. Um, so how many how many coworkers would show up to your birthday party? I will tell you how many coworkers show up to my, showed up to my friend's giving party that I oh, Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. I invited three, okay. and they all attended, and they all brought their dogs. So I had, like, above average awesome. uh, return on my invitations. Now I, if I was, Sierra, like, above a 1.0. If Sierra was throwing your friend's giving party, how many people do you think would show up in general? Oh, like, more people than I invited. <laughs> Because if she's throwing it and she's footing the bill, 
Like, it's going to be better than the mac and cheese I made, even though I do have the Linda's recipe from Chapel Hill. And, oh, you know, really? I do. That's, oh, that, that's, my, that's my secret weapon oh, man. Uh, for Linda's Thanksgiving. Mac and cheese. It's great. Um, I, 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 I had some conversations with nobody, like, no, no sourcing on this. Right, so just, real quick, know, real quick context. Real quick context. This is related to Russell oh. Wilson, Denver Broncos quarterback. Apparently they're off day. Sierra throws a 34th, 34th birthday party for Russell Wilson. And it was reported that half about half the team showed up, which Gilio and I think that's a pretty, pretty good, good number. But because Russell Wilson is constantly getting dunked on these days, people went, but what about the half of the team that didn't show up for Russell Wilson's party? And this has now become a thing. And you are very excited. You are very excited for me to bring it up. So what, what have you been hearing across the league? I will just say that in conversations uh, with some fellow reporters, we all agree. Now also understand as reporters, we're likely to show up to a practice if you tell me there's going to be a free cookie and coffee. Like, I'm very motivated by the buffet that they provide pregame and also the postgame pizza. So if I'm invited to Russell Wilson's party, it's going to be nicer than just about anything I've attended in my life. I'm there. Mm. I hope that if I ever become as, you know, rich and whatever as NFL players, that I don't lose my zest for going to gawk at someone else's house and how much money they've spent Hell yeah. on this party. Hell yes. Um, but, you know, I don't think that this is as much of a story if we didn't see one of Russ's teammates screaming at him on the sideline in the last game. If we didn't also just sense a general discontent with Russ uh, and the entire Broncos locker room. I mean, I he he – he had issues also in the past with guys in Seattle. And so I think when you take all of that into account, like, yeah, we're going to analyze every little thing about Russell, especially when you've spent with $300 million on this guy. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's your quarterback. You might, you would think everybody would, would try to find time to drop in, but also like, is it inconsiderate to throw a party on the guy's one off day when like they want to spend time with their families Were families invited Were kids invited? Like, I need some more context. Is this like a wedding where it says like, you know, no children allowed and yeah. then maybe they have to make the tough decision. Like I don't want to bring them, but like kids were invited and yeah, everybody should go. Brooke Pryor, ESPN will let you go on this because how do you top Russ? I mean, <laughs> but we're going to try here. We're going to try. Hey, uh, have you ever heard of an NFL job where the coach was given a four year uh, runway, a four year plan in the NFL? No, you know, I, I believe that this is a uh, a win now league situation. Yeah. Um, and Matt Rule is really just, I, I don't know what he's doing other than damage control for himself that then backfires and does not make him look good in doing it. it it's a weird PR tour that I don't think he needs to go on because you got hired at Nebraska you're and good, this is man. in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Right. Like, we, he's good. got it. Like, you're going to be fine, my dude. Like, you are back in a place where you know how to run a college program. They will let you be the czar if you want to be. Like, this is this is his element. And he feels the need to dunk on the Panthers on the way out in a way that does not feel entirely truthful. 
and no. I feel like there may be some things that are being misrepresented. Well, you know, the internet never forgets. You know, there's video that surfaced of Matt Rules, one of his first Zoom meetings with the team, saying like, "Yeah, you know, we talk about patience and plan, but I want to win now. You know, like I want to like we're in this to win it now." Because he also knows like these players might not be around for that long. It's not a four year program like in college. Four years. Get four years. Exactly. Like, yeah. You you don't you don't get guaranteed time for anyone no. there. You might get like a year to rebuild mm -hmm. to like get your guys in and stuff, but even then. Who does he think There's he is? No Mike patience. Tomlin? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It didn't he take Mike, Mike T four years. There's to that too. There's that too. A little respect on our guy's name here, please. He's Brooke, just showing off at this point. Like, oh, you look at me. I'm going to win with Mike Canada. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you are, you've never missed an opportunity. It's honest. It's always there. It's always there. So is there. So is there. <laughs> Brooke Pryor, ESPN. Catch her on Get Up tomorrow morning. I will. Bye, Brooke. See you guys. It's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Obvious. We love Brooke. She's the best. Uh, if you missed any of that conversation, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast. Check us out on YouTube as well. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Two bits of news that might be of interest to you. Duke, bas Duke basketball. Duke football coach Mike Elko. Are you sitting down for this? Are you sitting down? Everybody sitting down? Graham, are you sitting down? Dennis, are you sitting down? Duke Football coach Mike Elko was named the ACC Coach of the Year. Breaking well, news. Well deserved. So he received 44 first-place votes. Mike Norvell, Florida State head coach, received 18 first-place votes, which makes sense. You know, Florida State definitely uh, came on strong there as of late, has been in the college football playoff rankings throughout the season. Dabo got a vote. That's good. Eight, no. Nah, bro, you lost South Carolina. No. Oh, no. Sorry, I know that doesn't happen in the context of the ACC, but no, you can't lose to South Carolina. Oh, okay. You can't you can't talk about how Tennessee was looking ahead about which, you know, college football playoff spot they were going to be, and next thing you know, you're flipping burgers. Now you're flipping burgers. So no, you don't get a vote. Mac Brown got a vote. He should. He deserves some. Not after losing to NC State. Oh, no. Geez, when you on. when you lose the year, when you lose when you close out the season to Georgia Tech and NC State, no. Six and two in the league, won the division. Speaking of Georgia Tech, Brent Key, who got the job full-time, he received a vote. Also well-deserved. I get that one. I get that one, given the circumstances. Four and four in the league. Georgia Tech and NC State had the same league record, by the it's way. It's funny. Last week, I could have made arguments for Mac Brown and Dabo. But after last weekend... Yeah, but it's the whole season. It's not just one game. I'm taking that into account, Joe. Okay. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.